Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. You want to play this? Yeah, can I play that? This thing that you can't get off of the voting podium. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to play that. That is not a hidden immunity idol. Welcome to No Buffs, the only Survivor podcast that's really just here for the yoga. It's Thursday, April 9th, and we're recapping the ninth episode of Survivor Winners at War. This show is nothing but spoilers, so you've been warned. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us here by the toasty fire, Taz Mellis. Mm-hmm. Hey, Taz, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends! And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. What an episode we got to break down here today on No Buffs. We'll once again tackle this in chronological order, sort of go through each scene. But the key takeaway, to me at least, Lee Ellis is the survivor (laughs) hex. Adam Klein voted out of this game, or at least voted to Edge of Extinction, right after Lee sort of was all in on Adam. He hated him, he loved him, but you were a Wendell guy, he gets booted, then you, you know, you're know, you all in on Adam and he gets booted. Oh my God, the curse is real. Were you upset, Lee? Uh, you know what? No, no, because he went out in <laughs> devastating terms, which I loved. Uh, I mean, if he was going to go out, I wanted to go, him to go out painful, and I know you're going to get to it, but that... Yeah. Um, that that tribal council was some of the most gripping television I have seen from the non-sports world. That was just incredible stuff. I was just, I was sweating after that. I I, don't, I did not think when we started watching Survivor that I would be into it like that. But it was just uh, an amazing episode for me. In my, I think is that five we've seen now, four or five episodes in my Survivor career. That's the best show I've ever seen. Of <laughs> we have no doubt converted Lee Ellis into Survivor. Tass, are you on board as well? Are you this invested in this show as Lee is? I love Adam Klein. I might just quit. <laughs> no, I, I didn't love Adam Klein, but I'm invested. I'm I'm ready to go to the end. All right. I love it, guys. Okay, so we'll start with the first scene that we got in last night's episode. I guess we're at night 21 at this point. Wendell had just got voted out, so we get them back at camp talking about it. I love when we get those night scenes uh, where they're 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 a little shook at what just happened at Tribal Council. Michelle and Nick are pissed. They are pissed <laughs> for being left out of the vote. Nick says at one point, I hate them to death. And then Michelle goes all like Chris Berman on us and says, these people are all like bumbling, fumbling idiots. Uh, I mean, Nick is just livid. He says he's ready for war. He loves blood. He wants revenge. Um, Yeah, they're fired up. What do you think of that there, J.D.? I mean, I loved it. And, you know, as you said, it's day, day 21, you're on the island and... When you get backstabbed like that, it's not like playing poker, you know? It's like, okay, you're playing poker with your friends and your friend bluffs you and you're you're out of 
you know, a couple of bucks or whatever. But, you know, when you think that you have this this alliance or this friendship or whoever it was that pulled the wool over his eyes, people yeah. take it so hard. And that's what makes it such a great game. It's just the the human part of it at this point of the game really starts to come in. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. I also love um, when nice people get very angry because I feel like Nick <laughs> and Michelle are both mild-mannered, kind people. Yeah. But you can tell they're so heated here and it comes out in hilarious lines like Michelle saying bumbling, fumbling idiots or saying they're all dingbats. <laughs> When's the last time line. you heard somebody call a dingbat? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my mom so... <laughs> calling me a dingbat in yeah, exactly. 1975. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, Nick almost, it appears to be almost has like like, maybe it's just the rage coming through, but there's, like, sort of tears in his eyes. Like, he's mm. sort of glossy-eyed there when he's talking about getting revenge. I mean, well, yeah, it you're... was his birthday skis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's lots more on the birthday, for sure. Yeah. The... <laughs> well, you guys have sort of overlooked Nick as a, a peripheral player, and Michelle to some degree. And I think Tony calls them the, the hyenas of the group. Yep. keeps on <laughs> saying that, you know, we're the, the lions, and they're the hyenas. And you guys... On this show, I've always overlooked Nick as just a guy who's just playing. And again, Michelle as well. Does does Nick's anger, Michelle's anger, elevate them in your mind? Are they players now? <laughs> um, Nick, no, not really to me. Yeah. I mean, even within this episode, he talks a big game, but I would argue he really didn't do a whole lot. Um, I mean, I know he survives and he's still there and Adam ends up going. I'm not sure it was really Nick's doing all that much. It felt like other players. Michelle, I've always, you know, I, I like her chances, honestly. Um, and she picked up an advantage, of course. We'll get to that in this episode. But yeah, I I don't know. Nothing really changed for me with Nick. I, like, they're all winners, so they're all amazing players. But uh, I don't see him taking the crown in this one. I don't know if he, he seems he's, He seems a bit lost to me, Nick. He doesn't seem to know exactly... Whose side he's on, or who? Well, who's yeah, he with. he is not. I mean, he is not in control of this game at all. No, right? Like there there are other people calling the shots, and he. That's what's probably upsetting for a lot of these players, especially because they're all winners, and at some point we're likely leading their games, the yeah. direction of votes and stuff. And there are just people in this this one, the winners at war. They're like, I'm not doing any. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm being lied to, and I have no really say in the vote. That's gotta yeah. be frustrating. Yeah. That that that's what I'm noticing is like you know I, I'm I'm remembering that they have all won this before, so they've obviously yeah. played the game well. But he, he just sort of looks out of his depth right now. Like he yeah. seems to be just uh, flying by the seat of his pants. And uh, but that might also get him a long yeah. way. Yeah, you know? I, I don't remember. I don't remember the specifics of his his of, of his season. I mean, I watched the whole thing obviously, but. I kind of remember him being like that on his season as well. He was just sort of, he was just sort of there, and he was never really. I never really considered him a threat, and I was surprised when he won. Yeah. Right up until the last tribal mm. council, as that's how I remember it anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, last episode, correct me if I'm wrong, Trey. You were thinking Adam looked like the possibility of sort of a goat that you would take to the end. Maybe he'll be sitting there. Um, Maybe the decision was made last night within the tribe that it's like, no, maybe let's make that Nick, right? <laughs> like, yeah. and not Adam. I mean, Is maybe. Um, yeah. Tony's always talking, you know, lions versus hyenas. Clearly, he considers Nick a hyena. But I also feel a little bit bad for Nick. And I think he kind of nailed it when they were talking at Tribal Council. He's like, nobody's actually playing right now. They're playing like it's the first couple of seasons of the game where there's a humongous alliance. And they're just picking people off from the lower number side one after one after one. 
the people on the bottom are trying to gain traction. Nick is trying to gain traction. Obviously, Adam was talking to everybody like he has been the past couple of weeks, but none of the players who are on top are willing to make a move against anybody else. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's an old school way of playing, I think, which is pretty funny yeah. coming from all these winners talking about how we're new school and the old school people can't keep up. Nobody will give a name out. Nobody wants to vote. Nobody wants to be the person who suggests somebody because as soon yeah. as you're making a move, they're turning their focus right to you and you're right in the crosshairs. So, I mean, Nick is trying, Adam is trying, and it just doesn't matter because Jeremy, Tony, the the big names right now have control of the game, and everybody's kind of scared to flip on them. Yeah, no, but I, I agree with that, what you said there. But also, people that say, oh, everyone's afraid to play the game. These guys don't want to play. Well, you're saying that because you're just being That's left right. out of all the damn discussions. <laughs> and so, I get it. I mean, yeah you know, throw a Hail Mary here and try and stir things up. But there's a reason you're saying that. They are playing the game. They're just playing it <laughs> not with you. And you But are this is not the way the game has been played for the past couple of seasons. They are they're go this is this is so old school to me and so I can see how it be, would be frustrating. At this point in the past I don't know, ten years, at this point in the game, people would be flipping on each other on each other, making big moves, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I, but they I think, also I have... think that's coming, yeah. But yeah. They also have the advantage of 39 seasons that came before. And as as what happened, as soon as somebody's name, like as you mentioned, Sarah, then they're going to gun for you. And ultimately he got voted out. Right. I mean, that's what happened. That's why none of these people at the top want to say a name, because as soon as you gun for somebody, it's going to get back to them. And then you end up being the one targeted. Yeah, but you I don't think that's a little bit me. annoying? Don't you Absolutely. think the, the big player should be trying to make big moves rather than just waiting it out? 100%. But if there's 11 people left I, if, and I'm in that top ep- echelon, I'm, I'm going with the flow as, as they've been doing. Yeah, I get that. I just think that's an easy way to have somebody say you're just riding coattails. Somebody needs to make a big move. We saw Denise do it. She got a little bit of a resume going. Mm -hmm. They had a focus on her for about 20 minutes of an episode, and then that was it. So I, I I don't know. I would like to see somebody stab somebody in the back. Oh, it's it's coming. coming. (laughs) It is definitely coming. Well, obviously (laughs) it's coming, guys. Obviously it's coming. But, but like, let's actually play the game. It's a, it's a little bit like they're just throwing all of this obfuscation, trying to make it seem like everybody's getting voted out. But every vote is a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would, absolutely. Yeah. But, the, but Trey, that is the game. The it side, is yeah. outlast as part of the game. And and to stick with the majority, that is a, that is a legitimate strategy. I love uh, watching, uh, just to interject, I love watching Jeremy play exactly that strategy of the 11 participants <laughs> he probably said the fewest words yep. as, as the edit goes in this episode he was laid back the most i think he had a a burn a burn from that piece of wood in his back like he just didn't <laughs> want to participate at all he heard whoa whoa we're voting off sarah whoa whoa we're voting off adam whoa like he was he was he was such a passive player in this one and just just knew that He's got the good guy reputation. There's no way it's coming on him. He's one of the lions of whatever my, my Greek buddy Nick is calling him. Uh, he's not getting voted off whatsoever. It was just funny. To, he was, he was, it was just funny to see his juxtaposition to everybody else who was tucky-tucky-tucky while he was just... He's the chill guy. Yeah, he's like, I'll let you tell me the name. I will not throw the name out. And yeah, that is where lies some of the frustration with someone like Nick, no doubt. He's right. like, you're not you're not giving me anything. And then, of course, we'll get to Adam. And he's like, uh, at Tribal Council, Adam's like, look, you're either voting for him or me or somebody else that I don't know of. Is that right? And there's just 
nothing like complete silence <laughs> which tells you everything yeah we're voting you but anyway and, okay, so, and for the new for the newbies yeah you threw out the term skeets you threw out the term goat trey used that term to yeah potentially question, define adam as a guy that the winner somebody would bring along to the end basically it's a you know one participant brings the goat along to the end because they know that the goat is going to get voted off. It's not the greatest of all time. It's just a person who's going to get all the votes <laughs> that, you, yeah. that you know that you can beat in the end. Yeah, I've, this has always actually frustrated me about Survivor terminology that the goat is actually bad in Survivor. Mm-hmm. In, it, the goat is someone that is just there and you just drag them to the end because you know they'll get no votes and you can beat them. <laughs> of course, in basketball, you're right, Tass. The goat is <laughs> the greatest of all time. So it's That's a weird a strange thing because Usually a goat will be dragging objects or items. Will be the the dragger rather than the draggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's weird one, but it, it is what it is. Imagine yeah. my it's confusion just... when everyone start, uh, refers to Michael Jordan as the goat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like he'd get no votes on Survivor. Weird. Okay, so because um, Pippin dragged him there. Pippin dragged him to those titles. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the second scene, day twenty-two. I guess we're back at Edge of Extinction. Just like we look in here. We do get Parvati leading a quick yoga session, so mm-hmm. we got some uh, more looks at that. I know I paid thinking. more attention this week. Virabhadrasana one, warrior one, hands up <laughs> into Uttanasana, a standard standing forward fold. That was nice to see Parvati uh, recruiting some additional yogis mm. with her. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking. Did we get a butt shot? You're damn right we got a butt shot uh, of Parvati there. <laughs> the streak continues. It's unbelievable. Uh, okay, They've never breakdown. filmed her from the front, I don't think. No, it's mm. crazy. Um, so we get that little shot. Then Yule finds a, what he thinks to be a personal pan pizza for a second, um, but it's just the box with the clue in it. The clue reads, as a winner and a fan, you step back and assess. Sometimes when history repeats it, it can lead to success. Amber immediately thinks there's something on top of the mountain. Like, that's where they got to go back. So they all go up there. They split into groups. They're trying to find whatever they're finding. Um, But Danny, Danny Boatwright, um, along with Parvati, they figure out the clue. And it's uh, Aubrey had found one, an idol, or a clue at the steps the last time on Edge of Extinction. And that's like the whole part, step back. And this was a previous season, a winner and a fan, blah, blah, blah. History repeats itself. So they find it. And then Parvati... I don't know. Is it, I don't know what it is. Motherhood, just a bond with these people out there. I will say, be, became a little soft. She ends up letting everyone know that they found it. They don't like Danny and her. Don't you know? Keep it a secret. I don't know. Maybe it was because they got caught a little bit right at the timing of it was bad. But they tell everybody, and um, I guess they're gonna have to share share the food that they're ultimately gonna buy when they sell this 50-50 coin advantage to Michelle. Were you shocked by that, JD, that Parvati uh, and Danny, I guess, shared it with everybody? I mean, kind of, but at the same time as she explained it, she's friends with most of these people. She's, you know, and as you, as you say, she's, she's a mother now, so maybe she has more empathy and yeah. she just wants everybody to, to eat. And also, I think it might be hard. Maybe she just doesn't want to deal with the stress of hiding it. And Danny also knows about it. So yeah. why hide it? And all of these people are, are going to become the jury. So should Parvati or Danny ever get back into the game? Do you think huh. all the jury is going to like the fact that they hid food from them mm. uh, for the entirety of the time out there? I was happy, though, to see Parvati sharing the food, considering she stole all the credit for Danny actually solving the clue. <laughs> Parvati's like, I finally did something out here. What, listen to Danny explain what the clue is? Um, Tell you exactly where it was? 
I'm going to disagree with that a little bit because Danny, you're right, starts it off thinking, what if this means like a previous season, like a previous edge? But it appears to me that Danny doesn't know where Aubrey had found it. Like, that's how I read that scene. And that's the part, the piece of the information that Parvati gives up. She's like, oh, yeah, it was di- like down by those steps or whatever. It felt like Danny, if you watch that scene, she like gives a weird look. Like, she doesn't seem to know to me. She's like, I don't know. I sort of half ass watched that season. I can't remember where she found yeah, it. Yeah, but Parvati had no idea that was even no, the clue. No, you're right. You're right. No, you guys was... are too kind to the coattail writers right now. <laughs> it was a 50 50. Bunch but... of betas out here. Follow the alphas. <laughs> like the coin advantage, it was a 50 50, uh, you know, partnership in finding that clue, in my opinion there Trey they both came through with the right information anyway they got it and they sold it um what, what I mean I know later on we get the scene where Michelle gets it in her bag and decides she's going to give up the four tokens a lot of tokens for a potential sort of immunity idol because it's a flip of a coin I mean mm. it's it's 50 50 Lee what do you think of this uh this new little coin here yeah, confusing to me because if you find it, then that should just be your opportunity to use it, I guess. It, but they're, she, they're on edge, though. Right. So so she would have had to basically give up those four tokens to have that opportunity to go into immunity for extinction. Is that right? So, no. So Danny, <laughs> Danny and Parvati found this coin. They're forced to sell it to somebody. They have right. to sell it to somebody in the game. They go... Parvati right. goes, oh, Michelle has a bunch of fire tokens. Let's get as many tokens as we can. She So then they offer, like through the producers, they offer that deal up to Michelle. So Michelle gave them four tokens for this 50-50 coin that she'll right. be able to use at a tribal council. When she feels unsafe, she can flip this damn thing. And if it comes up safe, then it's like an idol. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah I, I see, uh, you know, this is starting, this is the only part of it that's annoying me when they sort of, you know, they're doing the edge of extinction, then they're going back to the main crowd. Like, let's just... Let's just get rid of Age of Extinction, please. You know, once you're out, you're out. I mean, this is winners at war. So these people know the stakes are high. You shouldn't be getting a second chance for anybody, you know? Uh, Like, yeah, I'm just... See, this is where it's just... It's overlapping a little bit too much for me. And I'm like, I'm trying to follow too many storylines. So um, I think... I think... Yeah, it, it's a it's a weird... I mean, a, a coin flip to survive or to get immunity is, is tough. There should be... There should be more weight, I think, given to the immunity option somehow. Maybe not a flip of the mm. coin. I, I don't know what it is, but it seems you have to give up a lot to have that opportunity for just a flip. So, yeah, I don't know. It I didn't like flip. that part of the show. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how that one plays out. If she flips yeah. it, I'm sure she will at some point. See if it comes up safe or not safe. Um, oh, she's only, she can only do it, sorry, with seven people remaining. That's though, right. Too. Good, good yes. catch. Good catch. So Can't that, do it and that's late. at least like so in the next week or two, probably we're, we're most likely going to see it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Um, did you let uh, or did Isla wake up last night, Trey, to watch Survivor with you? <laughs> she woke up thinking that she was going to be watching Survivor, but it was like 9.30. So we were in the season finale of Ozark, and that's one that you probably don't want to let a five-year-old watch. <laughs> I <laughs> so asked I that. Back to bed, baby. I asked that because uh, she would have loved this episode because there was two challenges. Because yeah. we got the uh, immunity challenge later on, but we got this reward challenge here as our next scene. They're playing for Chinese takeout. We got the schoolyard pick. Um, I guess Jeremy and Kim, I think, were the captains, is what Probe said. Um, I remember back in Survivor days, they used to show the picks. Do you remember yeah. those? The JD and Trey? They would sometimes, way back, way, mm-hmm. way back. Uh, now they just overgloss that. We get our teams. Denise, ooh, she gets snubbed. She's the last, she doesn't get picked. So she doesn't, she's not going to partake uh, if, 
in, in any sort of feast, any sort of Chinese takeout. Um, you know, pretty straightforward um, challenge, I guess. Uh, Sophie, I thought, once again, came through on the puzzle. That fish puzzle looks so hard. confusing yeah. to me. Yeah, it it's... I mean, I guess there's only one way they could possibly fit in there, but it doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason to it to mm. me. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that. It just looked tough as hell to me. Yeah, if I ever went on Survivor, the puzzles scare me the most in terms of challenges. <laughs> mm. I just feel like I would whiff them and just looking when they're all the all the pieces look exactly the same, I'm done. I, I'm, you know, let me I'll carry the fish. I'll swim. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm with you. I would very rarely want to volunteer for the yeah. for the puzzle. First of all, I'm just so bad at spatial reasoning and then there's just so much pressure cuz like we've said in a few of the episodes, it always comes down to the puzzle. Right. There's yeah. so much pressure on you and it's easy to look like a fool. <laughs> Jeff kept saying these this will go together fast. You'll figure it out quickly and I'm like how? How? <laughs> All these fish look the same, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee, you just finished, correct me if I'm wrong, a puzzle at home, right? I certainly did. A uh, Ravensburger 1,000-piece puzzle. I bought it Ooh, for my brag. for my son. Yeah, well, I bought it for my son because it was a Dr. Seuss one. I thought he'd get into it, but he didn't really take to it at the start. And once I got about 300 pieces or so in, that, I don't want help after that. I, I want to finish it off myself. <laughs> oh, uh, it became your puzzle. It did, it did. And I was even shooing away my wife. She tried to come over and help with a piece or two, and I'm like, no, sorry, sorry. You, if you're not in at the start, it's like it's like Survivor. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it's not like Survivor because no. you can jump halfway in. Um, now is not a good time to get in. <laughs> no. But it's just that it, then it becomes you versus the jigsaw puzzle, and it's like I can't. I've got to finish this off. And and the feel, the funny thing is, JD can probably relate to this a little bit when you when you're editing. Like it's such a frustrating thing that at the end of it, you just want nothing to do with that uh, mm. piece because it's just mm-hmm. driven you crazy. Absolutely. So this jigsaw puzzle. I, I, I put it together, I took a photo, and then I dismantled it and I put it away in the drawers because I'm like, get out of my face. I don't want to see you anymore. Even though I had a great time putting you together. Oh, yeah, okay. That's okay. hilarious. I, I, I saw your post and I was like, oh, isn't that nice? Uh, Lee's spending some quality time with his boys. <laughs> Not so much. No. Nope. Not so much. Just himself. Hey, I'll tell you what, right now, trying to get a Ravensburger 1000 piece jigsaw puzzle is almost impossible, too. On, on Amazon, you can't get them. Why on do Barnes you keep saying Ravensburger? Is that, is that a brand? I should know. That's the brand. That's the brand. Oh. They're, the best, they're the best jigsaw puzzles in the game. I so, had no um, idea. Yeah, they've, so, they've sold over a billion. Uh, get one what, if you pieces can. or actual puzzles? <laughs> if you can, buy one online on Amazon. In fact, I'm happy to, to swap with someone if they've got one. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to need a... you to clean every piece before you give it to me <laughs> with Clorox. Um, so I guess the big thing from this scene, though, is not the actual challenge. Uh, as difficult as that fish puzzle looked, um, looked like a real Ravensburger, am I right? Um, but uh, it was Sarah deciding um, after their team had won, um, Kim's team, to give her spot to Nick at the feast. Give him the Chinese food. Maybe she doesn't like Chinese food, but she says because, you know, it. I guess it was his birthday or that day was his birthday. I was a little unclear with that, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I but, think the uh, day before was his yeah, birthday. Yeah, I think it was I think, the day before. I think so, yeah. too. So, okay, it was his birthday. Um, JD, I'll start with you. What did you think of Sarah's you know, pretty rash decision to say, all right, here, Nick, you, you take this spot. And then the blowback sort of from that. Yeah. I mean, Tony points it out to her and everybody else else's reaction was the same. I mean, it's a huge mistake. You, you just, you should not do that on survivor because even if, 
and it seemed to be that it was coming from the heart and it was something nice that she wanted to do. And she seems like a very nice person and, and her and Nick, uh, apparently are pretty tight. So well, yeah, are they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is what, this is what I've been reading and hearing, but I haven't actually seen it on the show except for this gesture. Yeah. But it all almost always backfires on survivor for right. the newbies. Like, uh, uh, Jeremy even pointed out that he got voted out as soon as he did something nice it's perception is reality and she may be like oh well I don't care what anybody thinks I'm going to do it because I'm being nice and and she even said hey I don't want to overeat and I'm going to feel terrible so (laughs) you know uh, have at it but uh, it absolutely puts a target on your back and for a guy that's on the bottom it seems and Sarah doing something nice for him I mean that sort of tells me if I'm playing they're in cahoots they're they're tight so let's get rid of one or both of them. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Trey? Isn't that happened between what Adam and Ben Adam said about Ben that Ben was too tight with Sarah so we got to vote off Sarah or something to that effect. That's that that was Adam's reasoning to the group for sure. <laughs> Yeah. That was, uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but that was a great moment when Ben confronted Adam about that. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun These, then. Those two have been incredible all season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime they talk to each other is amazing. Uh, yeah. But Trey, did you, do you, do you agree with like what Tony was saying after he did give it, she did give it to Nick? Like he basically, Tony's like, you were too emotional in that moment. And you became, I think he actually says you became human. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I mean, it was a gameplay move. Like you guys are saying, we don't haven't seen much on the show of Nick and Sarah being close at all yeah. on the island. And with him being low on the totem pole, at the very least, it seems like Sarah's already starting to try and manage the jury. Like, oh, this guy's going to be on the jury soon. He's on the bottom. I better have his vote. What if I give him... Uh, some Crab Rangoon. I'm sure he'll like that. It was his birthday yesterday. Mm. Felt like I was watching an episode of Vanderpump Rules, the mo- the, all the birthday talk happening. But this season, it doesn't cost you. Uh, you can do a move like that, but if you happen to be in the big alliance, they're just going to let it slide by. So there was a lot of heat on Sarah that ultimately meant nothing. Yeah, yeah, because right away, it looked like Denise, Adam, and Jeremy, yeah, were all a little suspect by that move. Yeah. And they're back out there, and they're all angry because they're not eating. Like, you know, what the hell was that? And Tony's talking to her. But uh, I do have a question. Do you guys think... Uh, survivor producers planted the uh, little messages in the fortune cookies or were those just generic uh, you know chinese takeout one thousand percent planted if you planted me. oh really i didn't uh, think they were that on the nose though jd well I they but were... they're not gonna make them on the on the nose but yeah. well i guess michelle's ended up being pretty like what was like something purse related and then the next yeah, scene she finds step. the 50 50 coin in her purse yeah uh, that well, is why did Michelle part. get to open two? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. She's, somebody's got to stab her in the back, or she's got to stab somebody else in the back. Mm. Somebody's mm. got somebody's to get killed. <laughs> so she gets the 50-50 coin. She ultimately decides, um, yeah, I'll give these four tokens up. She can use it up to the final seven, like, like Lee noted. Um, I do like that she... She tested out the coin uh, for some reason, made yeah. me laugh. And I will say that coin, I would love to know the weight of it. It looks like it does have some sort of some weight to it. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, am I crazy? I think you could practice flipping that coin to have it land on safe. Like a pretty, <laughs> to have a pretty damn good chance of it landing on safe. Do you think I'm right or wrong? Well, you could. Practice, sure, but you don't even know the the scenario in which it will be flipped, right? Jeff may flip it. Oh no, no! Yeah, I think nice. she's gonna she's gonna get to flip it. 
Come on. But if it, if it, if it's on sand, then the practice will help. But if it's yes. on like a hard surface, yes. then the I, don't, I don't think practice. If you can yeah. eliminate the bounce, you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. again, if it has weight, you can get that down to like where it just flips once or flips twice. If you got a little bit yeah. of touch, you can do that. But you're right. That's a good yeah. point. If it lands on sand, you're pretty good. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'd be practicing, man. I'm telling <laughs> well, you. she went. She went. She went one for immunity and one for not yeah, safe. So yeah. I was like, okay, she's like, well, I mean, the coin works. It's fifty-fifty. <laughs> <Yeah. 50." laughs> um, well, what it comes down to is it a flick or a flip? Because if you flip it, then it's easy to to predict. Yeah. But if yeah. you flick it, like you're actually flicking a coin, then you can't. My gut you says to, they're just going to be pretty like uh, cavalier with what she how she flips it. That's what my yeah, gut exactly. says on this. Yeah, which is why I think you could practice. I hope she does. Yeah, but that's what mm. I think. She she's not allowed. She's not going to be able to flip it. Mm. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> Can't wait to see her flip. <laughs> this you thing. really think you can practice a coin flip? Yeah, of that size, hundred percent. Yeah, and again, if, right. it's, well, if it, it's heavy, if it's heavy, I don't know how heavy it is. It probably well, you can practice heavy. a coin flip. You put a coin on your thumb and you just force your hand up into the air so you're just flipping it once you're not flicking it you're not using your thumb to flick it i want to see a video of anybody pulling off a single one flip coin flip oh my god i will definitely do that <laughs> of, of that size i'm not talking about a coin an actual coin that's very difficult yeah okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll I, do, I, I want to see that too okay. i want to see that too i want to see you see you nail it on the very first try Okay, I'll just only send you the, the edited clip that I nail it on the first try. Oh, we'll have to I'm not worried. I don't think you'll do it. I don't oh. think you'll be able to do a single flip. Oh, I, I, okay, I'm up for this challenge. I also got to do a challenge. Uh, some guy named Poochie uh, on Twitter challenged me to a horse shot yesterday. Um, okay, I'll yeah, do that, Trey. We'll see if we can do it. We'll see if we can do it. That'll be our own survivor challenge here going on at, uh, at our place. Um, so then we get the immunity challenge, um, the balance on the triangle platform where you have to move your way up these little perches over timed intervals. Um, Tough-looking challenge, especially with the water rocking away there. Uh, first round, Michelle drops out, followed by Denise. Second round, Tyson drops, Jeremy falls next. Tony sort of slips, he's out. We also get, at that moment, new lyrics to that Winners at War song. <laughs> <laughs> Winners at War! Hungry for more! is at I think it was JD and the Straight Shot singing that song. Oh my god, this song. Every episode now, we get a poverty butt shot and new lyrics from Winners at War song. Um, I love that it's going to take us 20 episodes to hear the whole song, but I think we're going to get it. Finally got to the chorus. Oh damn, we're probably not going to have a live finale anymore because of obviously the, the coronavirus, but I was about to ask you, Trey, will the band play the whole song? At the finale, I think the answer would have been yeah. But now zoom them in for sure. Come yeah. on, Jeff. Yeah. Oh. So I'd like to hear uh, the original recording of Jeff singing it into his phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's where we found out that the, the it came from is literally just Jeff coming up with an idea <laughs> in his kitchen, showing off to his son. Oh yeah. Saying, watch this. Watch this ridiculous thing I'm going to get on this show that we don't get notes on. <laughs> Oh, I, there has to be a scene out there like uh, John Tesh when he came up with the theme yeah. song, um, at, like where he talks to his uh, answering machine. I, there has to be a probe scene like oh, that. 100%. Uh, the final and third round of this challenge, Adam Adam can't even stand up. He can't even get on top of mm-hmm. the damn thing, so he's eliminated. Then Nick goes down, Sophie goes down, Sarah goes down. There's only two left. It's uh, Kung Fu Ben, as they were calling him. <laughs> Fascinating moves, like... I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. like, feels like he's leaning, I guess, one way too much. So he throws up like a right arm and yeah. sort of helps balance him out. 
And then Kim is also challenging him, and she keeps just talking to herself. They keep showing us little clips of, like, stay focused, don't get distracted. Um, and it works, because Ben I falters. Can't, yeah, I can't believe Kim won that. Her <laughs> posture was yeah. awful on that yeah. thing. She's Bending really, like, over hunched like over. Ah, oh, I, like, I can't believe that strategy outlasted Ben, who looked like his core and his, his whole focus was really in control for the first two. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and and the thing was, I think that that went against him. Um, you know, if you get a bad wave, that can really knock you off as well. If you just get the, <laughs> you know, uh, at the wrong time. But the way she was hovering around like that, Kim, I was like, that doesn't make sense at all that she can stay balanced like yeah. that. True, it just, it did, you could see her spine as well, and it looked awful. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> congrats to her, Nora. Nora, when this challenge, you could, you could see it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Nora said when this challenge started, she's like, a woman's going to win this. She's like like women's uh, balance is in their hips so it's lower and men's mm-hmm. balance is generally up in their shoulders and I was like well oh, okay we'll see mm. but then it it sort of like you know obviously got down to just one male and one female so in the end she was right and didn't look like she had great posture but it ended up working and now I think um, no. I saw this on Twitter Kim now holds the record for most immunity wins by a female in Survivor oh, yeah. history um, with five I think wow. that's true yeah pretty impressive and she's only played Twice, mm. right? Yeah. Get rid Pretty of cool her. Cool looking challenge, though. I thought the water looked amazing. God. Oh, yeah. my God. It's a, the, every episode of Survivor, there's one scene where you just go, I have to go to Fiji. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it yeah. is so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh. And Jackson pointed out, when Jeff says, okay, guys, swim back. It's like, where are you swimming? Like, yeah. it looks like a mile from shore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. so far out there, it appears to be. <laughs> it's like, all right, see, it's like worse than the challenge. Like, damn, I got to swim two miles back to the shore now. And uh, extra wavy, I thought. I thought the waves were bigger than we've usually seen yeah, uh, yeah. for that challenge, which led to a couple of great dismounts. Jeremy's dismount, which Jeff called one of the craziest of all time. Just a, a, a primal howl <laughs> as he yeah. basically did like a, a Looney Tunes flip off the thing. And then Tony uh, basically landed on his Hibberts and you got the ooh from everybody watching on the bench. That was great. Yeah, I think if uh, one of us ever gets on Survivor, we got to like... We got to just, like, do a bunch of, like, weird footwork, uh, like, practice. Like, where you're just, like, dangling on things on the side of your toes and your feet. There seems to be a lot of it. So, it's uh, something you got. Yeah, got to toughen up the bunions. Got to practice your coin flips. There's a lot of stuff to work out before we get out there. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, after that challenge, of course, we get back back at camp. This is where they're scrambling to figure out the vote. This was... One of my favorite, like, sort of five minutes, six minutes, however long this segment was, um, segments in Survivor, recent history at least. I loved how it appeared, at least, in the editing, and they did such a great job, of just how insane it was. Uh, Because this is where, you know, Kim starts off by saying, let's just do a vote between Nick and Adam. And then Ben suggests, no, maybe we should make it Nick and Michelle. And then Nick and Tyson... They sort of went full Joker, right? Like agents of chaos, especially yeah. Tyson. Like introduced a little anarchy here, and uh, and he even said like create enough confusion and people start forgetting about you a little bit. Definitely worked for him because we had Nick's name thrown around, Adam's name, Michelle, Sophie, Sarah, and even Tyson's name. I guess was chucked out there at one point. What did uh, what did you uh, task like, especially as a newbie, like think of this scene where it, it did appear like pandemonium was going on, at least in terms of the editing. It was awesome, and it was uh, I. I believed it. 
I believe that you know it didn't it wasn't happening that quickly obviously but yeah um, as uh, Jeremy said a little bit later on he's played this game three or four times and he's never seen anything like it so it was a uh, it was a blast to watch Lee yeah well it looked like they were all just gunning for Adam at the start and it was almost like it was it was going to be too convincing so somehow then they just started throwing up other names it was almost like they got bored just talking about adam so they decided to create that chaos and uh and it really did over or spill over to the tribal council that night i mean it was uh it was just crazy seeing how so many names were thrown out there because you know you you guys talked about it there with sarah giving up her spot for the chinese food to nick and I thought, I thought, oh, yeah, that's fine. But obviously that was a very, very bad move that really put a, a, a target on her back for some people. So that backfired, I thought, on her. Well, it did prob- I mean, backfired, I don't know if that's right. Well, she probably knew that was going to happen anyway. But I didn't think that was going to create such a, a, a bad situation for, for her as it did. But, you know, ultimately um, it, it, she, she gets through that night. But certainly um, I think people will now have her in her sights, in their sights. Trey, do you think this was a little just sort of created, creating creative, excuse me, editing by the producers here? Because you, at the start of this episode, feel like it was, it sounds like you think it was a little more straightforward where Adam ultimately goes with like eight or, I guess, eight votes. Do you think that's fair here? Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, it's hard to tell exactly when Adam came up, but I kind of think he was probably top of the chops for the entire time. And the scene that really that really solidifies that for me is that scene that we get almost the longest lasting scene of the, of all this montage is when Ben goes up to Adam. And he's like, Hey, yeah. did you say we need to be split up? And he says, no, somebody else did, but Adam won't tell him who it is. And Ben just storms off. And that's when I was like, Oh, it's yeah. going to be Adam. These two yeah. have been at each other's yeah. throats for the majority of the game. Adam got caught lying and then gets super defensive about being caught lying. That's a bad position to be in. So, yeah, I mean, I do yeah. think that Adam, I think maybe people were throwing out scenarios to find out somebody else besides Adam, besides doing just the easy vote for the guy on the bottom. But it just kept coming back to the Adam, who has basically been annoying everybody out there and getting super paranoid <laughs> to the point where he convinces them a decoration is an idol. Yeah, and I would yeah. add to that, if people were that concerned, like, or what we, you know, what we see as a viewer, like this craziness going on, so many names being thrown out, I don't know, who are we voting for? Is it the last one we thought about, or is this new one? Where are we going? If that was really, really true, and, and maybe it was to some extent, but, like, you're telling me some of these people, like Sarah, Sophie, Kim, even Michelle now with the 50-50 coin advantage, um, even Jeremy with his still his piece out, I'm out of here, Tribal Council move he can play, None of those five people with power, like, even what we saw, even thought about playing it. You know, like, my point is, like, if it was Mm -hmm. that insane and you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on, well, you might consider using, like, an immunity idol or a steal a vote or something. And none of them did that because, yeah, in the end, it was pretty pretty straightforward. Though we got all this goddamn whispering going on at camp (laughs) or at tribal council. JD, do you like the whispering? I generally I don't although I I did enjoy it last night just because it was pure pandemonium and uh and and just seeing Adam scramble was just a delight really it was <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fun I mean the, the Trey brought it up I mean the the confrontation between him and Ben I don't understand why Adam didn't lie and just throw out a name like Michelle Michelle told me that you know, Michelle said Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but the the fact is he had way too many pokers in the fire and he didn't want 
he didn't want more blowback. He's already facing a blowback right in front of him. And then he's going to, he's going to throw somebody else under the bus and they're going to come at him. I mean, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was pretty clear that Adam is, is, is the scrambling, the scrambling one. And he seemed like such a, the obvious goat as was mentioned. And, Mm. you know, you can't, if you, if you, if you bring along a pit bull, you know, on a walk and it keeps attacking everybody around you, you know, eventually it's going to attack you. Right. So you, you just have to put them down. Like the Adam's got to go. <laughs> I, I thought um, at tribal council there that Jeff was going to step in at some point, but he, he, he seemed to thrive in it as well. He was just like, this is crazy, isn't it? And, uh, and, and it just kept going and going and going and seeing Adam scramble and desperately try to get support when he just found none was just incredible. Oh, yeah. I thought he, you know, he, he was he was looking around and they all basically ganged up and took a shit on him to his face. <laughs> he was just like he was desperate. But then, if he had pulled off that move, that that immunity object was right on his hunch, that would have been the greatest move. Oh, in Survivor history, I'm calling yeah. it in 39, 39 seasons. That <laughs> would have been the greatest five move. episodes. He's calling it shot. I mean, it would have been. It would have been cool. I, would, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. it would have been pretty. Cool. <laughs> I, I honestly was absolutely hoping that that was because that that would have just then caused even more chaos. Because uh, who would have been voted out then? It would have been because it, it was Nick. a tie, wasn't it? For no, I thought Nick and Sarah Nick. both had two. No, no, no just okay. Nick had two. One Sarah for Sarah. One. Yeah. Yeah, as right. soon as he pitched uh, the idea that that Florida Lee could even be an idol, immediately I was like, oh man, I hope it is. Then I was like, well, actually, yeah. I hope it isn't. Yeah. All I really want is for him to go for it. Like, yeah. any, either way, him going up there to try and pull that off the podium, it was going to be a classic, and it was. He he even says, um, like, in the credits, like, sort of post-credits or whatever, as, this, as the episode is wrapping up, he it almost did him in, because he says, the thought that there was an idol at Tribal allowed me to play more aggressively than I should have. So I, I sounds think like an excuse. Re- that sounds like bull. Maybe, bull maybe, but I think he maybe had really convinced himself that that was an idol, and he was like, "Well, watch this. This is going to be epic." Um, and of course, it was. And yeah. although I liked how the thing sort of like it moved a little bit, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It, was it wasn't like, super well made. It, it had a little wiggle to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think the the prop makers were thinking <laughs> someone would try to remove it in the middle of tribal council. So I guess yeah. uh, in um, Survivor Australia, I think it is, um, at least in one of the international survivors, there has been an idol at Tribal Council, um, like out in the open. But I think it was um, the voting urn, mm. not not Jeff Probe's podium. Um, <laughs> so you know, this I, I would be I'll be shocked if we don't see this moving forward in the U.S. version of Survivor, right? Like, there's going to be an idol it. somewhere place now at Tribal you know, Council. Uh, what- one question with it though, like Adam early in the episode talked how he thought that it was it. Yeah. Is he banned from going to the, you know, tribal council area <laughs> and testing it out? Like, yeah, could he I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't leave, he the, okay. leave the beach and he's like, hey, I'd like to go to tribal council for a second. I forgot something. <laughs> no, there. no, I don't, I don't know if you're allowed, you no, know, if, they, no. if, they, if that's just off out of bounds I guess while you're not in tribal council but otherwise he could have gone and tested it out but uh yeah I think I, I Wendell sort of also mentioned that they're that. on uh, they're on islands right so yeah. uh he physically wouldn't be able to get there yeah unless he was a really good swimmer oh, okay right right <laughs> um right I, one one thing just before the tribal council because we were talking about the pandemonium and we got that Ben versus Adam scene and all this and and again I loved I love Tyson being slick right with the 
I just love this idea. It's like, all right, I'm just going to throw everybody's name out here and lie a little bit and just get everybody confused um, because that's good because they'll just stop forgetting about me. I think it is a strategy that can work in your favor at mm. times, and it, it appeared to, at least in this one. But Adam brought up an interesting point during a confessional, and he was like, because he brings up the idea of like, I'm talking to you, the producer. I'm talking to the camera, the viewer at home. That means I'm not back at camp and that they're likely hatching other plans. And it's something I hadn't thought about in like the 35 plus se- uh, you know, seasons of watching Survivor. And I only thought about it more recently. And I'm sure I heard it on a podcast or read it in an article. Like that idea of like the part of the show where you have to actually go and talk in these confessionals is like, that's got to be scary because yeah. you're like, I'm not there. They're probably talking about me. That'd be infuriating. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. The equalizer is that everybody has to do it, right? We yes. may not see everybody yes. doing confessionals, but we know that they definitely yeah. do. Yeah, but you'd almost—I don't know—you'd almost want to like make your confessionals like short. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to wrap this get... up. I got to get back. In yeah, the <laughs> like, like I'm giving them more time to talk about getting me out. I yeah. don't know. That'd be that'd be tough. And that's funny. It's like giving I... a presentation in school. You want to go first so you can get it over with, and then <laughs> wait for everybody else to be graded. Do your confessional right away. Keep it tight, and then yeah. go plot and scheme. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And it's funny because Adam. I mean, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. He's probably been the best uh, narrator this season so far. Absolutely, He's one of the most enjoyable. Um, so maybe he was just doing it too long. He was doing confessionals too well, and they're like uh, hatching the plan to get rid of him. But yeah, maybe yeah. that's why he was always up for uh, for voting out. Maybe that's why he was always in the crosshairs. Like, well, Adam's talking to the camera again. You guys want to get him out? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. He's not here. That'd be amazing if that's the reason. Um, so yeah, this tribal council was funny. That part where they're all whispering, uh, JD, like you said, like you enjoyed this one. I think maybe a part of it is because while they're all whispering we still have a full-blown conversation going on between Adam and Ben. Yeah. That was the weirdest part. Like, they are, you know, they're in round 28 of them bickering and going back and forth, and everybody else is, like, playing the game or whispering or whatever whatever they're doing, and they're just still talking. That's what made it so different. Because usually when the whispers are happening, it's more just, like, you're sort of just watching the whisper to whisper to whisper to whisper, but this was like two things going on at once. Yeah, it it was amazing. I loved it. Are you newbies um, okay with whispering at Tribal Council, or are you not fans of that? Because this is a fairly, you know, somewhat newer development. I don't know how long it's been going on now, but this wasn't something you saw for the first 25 seasons or so. Bring me back to the old school. <laughs> it is kind of lame. It is lame. It is a little lame. It is. It is. Yeah, like I said, I usually I don't like it. Uh, it's just I actually just as a as a as a person who likes rules and likes uh, formality, like I feel like it's almost like tribal council is like a court of law, and everything should be going through. Jeff, who's the speaker of the house or the judge, right? Like you're, you should address all of your comments to ju- to to Judge Jeff. But, I totally uh, agree because it seems like that of the all the edited piece of them being on the beach and Nick's name getting thrown out and Adam's name getting thrown out and then Sarah's name getting thrown out really was pointless because they just continued the conversation at tribal council when the conversation mm-hmm. and the decisions should have already been made. But really, it was just a continuation. Right. And don't forget that the jury is sitting there, too, and that, that a lot of that is is for the jury as well. Yeah, a bit of a show. The whispering is part of the show, or just the discussion is part of the show? The discussion. Well, 
Give me the show. <laughs> it's, not, it's not much of a show if we're yeah, doing no, whispers. I, did. Taz, I yeah. agree with you. JD, shouldn't you be angry at Jeff then? Because he, he's the one who ultimately can control the situation, can't he? But he seemed to just let it all just get out of hand. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, if a, if a, a bare-knuckle brawl... Uh, it starts in a in a courtroom drama. I mean, that's just good television, right? I mean, yeah. he is also the executive producer of the show. It's just let them do what they're going to do. We can cut, yeah. like, as yeah. Wendell's pointed out in our interview with him, these things last for three hours sometimes. Yeah. So you, all of wow. this could be edited out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked that we yeah. got at the start of the Tribal Council, Jeff asking, or making the point what Trey was talking about, like, you guys have been pretty damn cagey this game. I mean... It's like this little game of cat and mouse. You guys aren't giving me a whole lot. You're being pretty protective with names. And Sarah Tyson and Jeremy all basically say, well, that got turned on its head today. I mean, it was a different type of game being played today, at least in terms of names being thrown around. Right. Um, so that, that was sort of cool. And then we get all the whispering and all that. And then, yeah. I mean, Adam throwing the ultimate Hail Mary by trying to pry that flirtily off the podium. And then... I love when he's back in his seat because it won't come off, and then Probes plays it up. I mean, he's so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you want to like you you want to maybe what play this podium? Like, like yeah, yeah, I want to play that. You know, like oh, it's so so good. I mean, you gotta yeah. assume the producers tip Probes off, right? Oh, yeah. Like they said, like he thinks this might be an idol. He might try and get up there and take it off, like have fun with it. And my God, it was so so good. Oh and, yeah, and, and then he hits him with the Probes <laughs> pause too. This is. Not an idol. Not an idol. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> Jeff lives for those moments. The man's an incredible survivor host, but he also wants to be a talk show host. He wants to get the Jerry Springer gotcha moments. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like that was an awesome scene, but I think uh, my favorite from the Tribal Council is Adam when he just goes, like, I'm trying to figure out, is it me? Is it Nick? Or is it somebody else? There is crickets. Like yeah. there's like a four second pause of nothing. Yeah. yeah. And oh, it's so good. And he just obviously knows if he didn't already, he knows in that moment. He's like, well, I'm toast. I mean, that you're not saying anything. So that means it's me. Oh, it shows uh, how rare that they drop the music in Survivor because yeah, it was yeah. the silence was literally deafening. Yeah. And the uh, the this is super audio geeky. But uh, if I watched it last night on TV and the com- the compressor that the that the broadcaster puts on kind of kind of ruin the moment a bit because you'll notice that the it sounds like they're cranking the sound of the atmospheres of the the crickets and stuff okay but then i watch it again this morning on uh on the cbs app and uh, no compression there and it's just <laughs> the silence is is just so beautiful it's just the the most awkward silence of all ever i've seen a, at a tribal council uh, or on survivor at all it was beautiful yeah gut-wrenching especially for a big adam stan like lee ellis <laughs> <laughs> So Adam's voted out. Uh, eight votes. Oh, Nick man. gets two. Sarah one. Yeah. Adam gives his um, gives his fire token to Denise, um, who gets his fire token. Huh. And uh, well, you're surprised by that, mm-hmm. Lee. Ah, oh, Denise. Last week, I think I said I thought Denise would be in the crosshairs this week, and she doesn't get on that uh, that food challenge. Like she yeah. doesn't even get picked on that. Then her she name doesn't come up at all. Yeah, not at all. And then she ends the episode with a token. I mean, like, she's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And I thought she was actually going to do... I thought she would have done much better on the immunity challenge, actually. She went out fairly early. Um, but oh, what a perfect episode from her. Like, basically stay out of the way and end up somehow with a credit at the end of it. That's just amazing stuff. 
Yeah, that's uh, not a bad episode for you. You're not wrong. So then we get next time on yeah. Survivor. Um, there's talk of splitting up Sarah and Sophie, it appears. Uh, Tony asks Nick and Ben if they want to blindside Jeremy. And Kim, hopefully, uh, maybe this gets Trey excited because I, I hope we are headed to this. Kim says she's ready. She's ready to go to the edge and trying <laughs> to make a move. So maybe, you better get ready! <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe next week. I... I I hope, I hope, of course, that uh, that like uh, some sort of like idol is used here to really flip the game on its head. Yeah, there's some like backstabbing. Uh, you know, the the line is being drawn in the sand between what appears to still be a pretty big group in terms of voting this far in the game. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, but, uh, that just is the case. just from a strategic gamesmanship standpoint, sure. Can there be stabs in the back every week? Like it just doesn't work that way, right? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. I mean, look, if you have a big Alliance and trust is, be, you know, there between enough people, and you just can have a quote-unquote easy vote where you're like, well, they're not in our group. Let's just get rid of them. <laughs> um, yeah, then it should be pretty boring in a weird way or straightforward if you if you yeah. trust each other until it's just, there gets to a certain amount of people. Yes, I imagine, that's the yeah. thing. It's like everybody's one on one. Who's gonna turn on each other? Which little group within that bigger group is just gonna turn on each other first? It's all timing yeah. uh, to have the numbers and to have like the idols and stuff like that. And they and they quiet. they all want to flip the game, right? They, that's the, of all course. of them are motivated to do that because it goes on their resume and it gives them more of a chance of winning. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to do it too soon because then you are building a resume uh, and you've obviously upset a bunch of people. Yeah, it's all it's all the timing. That's the mm. tough part. I hope we so get it if next you flip week, the game, the jury looks at it as. That's a positive. So he he's controlling the thing, mm-hmm. or yeah. she's controlling yeah, the thing. Sure. So you're getting my vote, potentially. Potentially, potentially. Yeah, well, it's gonna start getting. Uh, it's gonna start getting very interesting here. I I think soon. Uh, I mean, look how many episodes we have left of this thing. I don't know, four don't or five, know. something like that. It's gonna go quick here. There's right. ten too people many left. People. Isn't there more? Uh, There's ten left, and then one more has to come in, right? Still. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but we probably be we go into the final episode with like six people. You're generally. right. Right. So I think there's four or five episodes left. I, th- uh, I think there's usually 14. 13? Yeah, there's probably five. I think it's 14 for some weird reason. Okay. Um, We've also got next week, according to Jeff, the greatest loved ones visit of all time. Oh, oh. we got loved ones? Next Get week? your tissues ready. That's what Jeff said with uh, Dalton Ross. Trey, I can't afford to be using tissues at a time like this. <laughs> I, those are backup, uh, that's backup TP there, right? Well, I hope you still got some dude wipes. Sounds like you're going to need them. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know we were getting that already. I guess that makes sense. We're at that point in the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Lee, Lee, you're gonna, we're yeah, going to see yeah. you. You're going to be crying next week. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you're probably going to cry. What, what, yeah, what's, what, what is it? What's going on? Well, the loved ones visit is... Uh, basically at you know what it sounds like it's like a significant other like a, a dad oh, right, a, a right, wife right, right, a right. kid showing up to the island and then they're like you know they, oh. they're playing for them and there's like a mo- there's always a moment oh wow oh, boy. Yeah, always oh, gets boy. you always it's gets all... me that's for sure yeah, i've cried at every single survivor loved ones visit since i had kids it was like 20 yeah. seasons of never crying wow. at a loved ones visit and 20 seasons of crying at every single person coming out wow. i'm like oh that's your brother that you're friends with <laughs> <laughs> oh that's your sister oh i have a sister too oh, i love my mom 
<laughs> oh god i can't believe that's next episode all right so we'll be crying on next week's uh, no buffs podcast let's get to tree mail we got a few questions i'll get it started because this one's a quickie it reads f***ing hell lee you do have fans that follow you from the west coast maybe wait until morning to tweet about the episode cheers <laughs> that's from marshall in Kelowna, bc been to Kelowna, beautiful Kelowna. so yeah lee you gotta be careful with that mate what 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 did i spoil though i, I don't know i didn't see your tweets yeah, i didn't see it either <laughs> yeah what did you tweet lee you can go ahead and tweet read it now it doesn't matter do you know well, are you looking it up the um, the only tweet trait yeah the only tr- the only uh tweet that i tweeted was uh like Trey tweeted last night, it was a legendary Survivor episode, perfect for my main mate Lee, and we finally got to hear the hook to that ridiculous song. And okay. I just wrote, "Are you ready for the thunder?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just wrote it turned into a royal rumble. I mean, that's not giving away. Oh, that okay. That you know what? I anything? take this back. Hey, Marshall, go f- yeah. yourself. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that, Marshall. <laughs> Jeez. Seriously, how could you determine from my tweet? If you hadn't seen the show, what that was referring to, it doesn't give away anything about <laughs> no, anybody right. being voted Lee, off. You're In absolutely fact, if, right. If anything, it would be more of a tease where you're like, oh my God, I've got to go and watch it now because I'm not sure what that exactly refers to. So, Marshall, kiss my ass, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. Seriously, man. You want to throw down? Oh, man. Lee's going to vote Marshall out. Yeah. Exactly, Marshall. You are the weakest link. Get out of here. Hang on. That's not the show. But anyway. I thought thought you maybe had tweeted something you you shouldn't have about Adam. But nope. I guess not, Lee. You're right. You're right. Marshall, come on. There's nothing wrong with that tweet. We got another one here? Look at that anger. Look at that anger. Don't diss Marshall. Marshall matters, okay? Oh, yeah, I got another I got another email here. Uh, and I'm in the same boat as uh, Victor T, so I wanted to bring this one up. What's up, okay. no doinkers? He's in the same boat as, as myself and Lee when it comes to Survivor. I've only watched the last few episodes and know very little about the history of this show. I checked out a summary of season one and discovered that the winner is apparently chosen by people that were voted off. So it doesn't come down to just a couple people. How does this jury work? Somebody explain it. And the jury is comprised of all the eliminated players. Is that right? How does the end of the show work? JD, I'll let you have a crack at this. Yeah, absolutely. So, the yes. Um, usually it's, uh, it's after the merge, the people who get voted out uh, end up on the jury. So it's not everybody who's been voted yeah. out, right? Um. So, so we, we have our jury now. Then. We have, yeah, and it's going to be, it looks like it's everybody, everybody who's played the game. So that's, was that the same as the last Edge of Extinction? I, I, think, I think so. I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. So it's a larger jury than normal. And and as far as voting people off and then getting them to vote for you, uh, listen, it's it's hard. The final tribal council is usually... The, one of the most excruciating parts of the whole season for me, like just watching the final three tap dance for a million dollars, that's just going to be really hard to watch. Uh, so it's, you know, the typical strategy is to bring someone along that's uh, more of a persona non grata than you mm-hmm. or a goat. Uh, but in more, more recent seasons, we sort of discussed it already. People, the, these people who, especially the winners, uh, are disciples of the quote-unquote game. So if you you want to fit into the outwit, outplay, and outlast, and 
you can end up voting for somebody who blindsided you just out of respect, right? Like that guy played a good game, so I'm going to vote for Mm -hmm. him, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what you said about building your resume. If you flip the game and change the game, that's also something that goes on your resume and may earn you a few votes for somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, you almost have to blind somebody in order to win the game at this point, right? I mean, is that is that fair to say, guys? It's oh, the yeah. big moves era, no doubt about it. Jeff was speaking on it in this same interview. He says, you and I have debated this for years, talking to Dalton Ross Entertainment Weekly, but I never wavered. Today, more than ever, you can't win this game without showing the jury you came to play and you took big swings. Big-time players respect other players who make moves. And I think that's definitely true. There's so much more talk about building resumes now because in the past, it's like Russell Hance dominated his season, Yeah. but he made people so upset. Mm-hmm. They just didn't like him as a person that they yep. gave it to his number two in charge, Natalie. Um, and that has become a strategy in its own right, flying under the radar, getting a meat shield and kind of riding that while contributing to the votes if you're not necessarily dominating the conversation. But it's tough. It's tough to... Um, to control the game and make moves while also keeping people happy with you. That's, that's, that's the game, baby. Yeah. yeah. And so there will be logistically, there will be three people left and the jury will vote for the winner. Essentially, Their winner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They will go up in it and you will want to see your name written down. That'll be the one time where you want your name written down on the parchment paper. And like I said, they, they, they literally plead their cases and they, it's the first time that the jury is allowed to talk to the final, the, to the, uh, to the outcast. So they, um, they, there's a lot of, uh, lawyer moments and people, uh, there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of tears. There's, there's people who are confronting you for the first time since you blindsided them. So it can get very tense. A big part too is like explaining your game. To those people that are about to decide who they're going to give in this case two million dollars to uh not one million because of the the increased prize here but yeah it's like why like everyone's like tell me what you did like w- like why would i give you this money and yeah there have been bitter juries in past seasons before but it's less and less it is more like who really played the game who played it hard who made bold moves um and who just owns their game more than anything mm-hmm. the worst yeah. thing you can do i think at tribal council is like try and still be like this like no i'm innocent uh you know i didn't know about that or you know skirt around the answering the questions of like you know hard-hitting questions of like what did you do and stuff like that oh i'm i'm you know i didn't really do anything no blood on my hands i think that's like one of the worst things especially in today's era of survivor that you can do you gotta like just you sort of just gotta own it like i put your ass over there i'm here now give me the money. Right. In the words of Nick, a hyena, if you will, is what you're describing there, Skeets. <laughs> Somebody who's sort of meek on the outside and it's just yeah. not going to work out for them. Uh, and, and just because I'm, I'm riveted by this conversation, I didn't know all of these details at the end. So let, let's, let's finish it off here. Sure. Is this the only time that the jury really does anything in the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. confirming. Yeah, yeah, they play a huge, I mean, they play a huge again, part in the final tribal council. They are asking all the questions. It's like you know, Wendell will be up there and be like, "How come you guys decided to vote me off? How, who should I decide to give my million dollar vote to?" Yeah, because they're it's controlling like, everything. Yeah, it's probably like half, probably like half an hour of tribal council. I'm, I'm imagining yeah, from a producer a, it's, standpoint. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I think the finale is usually like um, two hours long. Yeah, it is always basically two hours long. So you get a lot of that. Um, and you are watching a weird season, remember? Um, ta- you are watching like this Edge of Extinction 
um, season. So it is different. There's just a bigger jury. It's not usually that big. But mm-hmm. same idea, where they just, they're just they peppering questions at the finalists and saying, why should I give you money? And I will say on top of all this, um, I agree with like resume building. I agree with like, the respect, owning your moves and all that, and trying to explain yourself. I think that's really important in the final tribal council. But at its core, some people still think, look, do I just like you more than the other people? Yeah. Like, do I want to just... Did I bond with you? Maybe we did. Like we had conversations, we got along, or I just like you, or whatever. Like, do I just want to give you two million dollars in this case, like more than I want to give them? And I think that is still at its core a massive part. Like that social, just whether or not I like you, <laughs> which is sure. obviously, I mean, it's obviously Sound, tough to figure out. Sounds like an election. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's what it's, uh, uh, that makes sense. And uh, last question, uh, as you said, JD, quite often we see moments week to week within the tribal council where the contestants are speaking directly to the jury where they're trying to make their case for why they should be the one that gets picked now. I mean, from week to week to week to week, they're building that case as we go on. So that's, I, as a newbie, it's hard to spot those moments, uh, but those do happen from time to time. Was there a moment in this episode? Probably not because everybody was just whispering to each other. Well, the moment is when, Oh, when uh, when Adam goes for the fleur de lis, right? I mean, <laughs> if that had worked, that would have been awesome. Hmm. Okay. I would add one more. There's a there is a sly little shot of like Tyson giving a hilarious look over to the jury, like he sort of does like a like almost like a roll of the eyes of like what you know like this is madness oh, here. I they don't know what they're that. doing. I think it's little things like that, and he's got more of a relationship because he was there with them. Um, yeah, I think stuff like that are things are a lot are being said in little looks like that, in my opinion. Okay. And occasionally you'll see somebody after like a big blindside, you'll see somebody kind of celebrate a little bit more, kind of taking credit for that. Yeah. Move, being like, I'm the one who masterminded this. There's there's other ways of doing jury management for sure. And that's why yeah. people get so mad at like seeing Sarah give up her reward because they're saying, OK, well, if he's going to be voted out and you're, you're just giving him a reward, you're trying to get on his good side. People, yeah. that's part of that's part of uh, building that relationship too. Maybe maybe an egg roll pays off down the line. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And maybe Tyson looks over at the jury and pulls out some peanut butter from his shorts. And says, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Got you. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. We usually end with a couple of questions, but Lee, I wanted to ask you a specific one because again, you are the survivor hex. You were mm-hmm. Team Wendell. He gone. He's, you were sort of Team Adam. He gone. So, who are you actually yeah. now within the game? Still, I know everybody's still technically in the game, but that is still out there yeah. on cam- at camp. Who are you actively rooting for? Uh, yeah. Um, you gotta I don't pick somebody. really have someone. Yeah, I, I will pick somebody, but there's no one that I'm really like cheering for now. I mean, mm. I'm more, I'm more finding people that I don't like. Like, I don't really like Tony. I don't think I like him. <laughs> so okay. he might fill the vacuum left by Adam. Okay. Um, but I think if you're asking me who I think is going to win, I think Denise is going to win. Now, okay. am I oh, pulling okay. for her? Am I pulling for her? Not really, but I just thought, again, from, from week to week, I thought she was going to be in a bit more of the firing line this week because I think she's very good strategically and she's good at those uh, challenges. Uh, but she seemed to just fly under the radar this week and um, and, and walk away with a credit. So uh, I think she's got the sort of, she's got the right strategy. I think she's sort of, um, sort of staying out of people's conversations right now. Like she doesn't seem to be a target. So she might just be able to sort of sneak her way 
past all these uh, these next couple of weeks for the evictions and, and, and get to the final. And then, you know, who knows what could happen there. So she's the one I think is going to win. Um, but oh, I'm so not that's great. Like... I look forward to Denise being voted <laughs> Denise out. Excellent. I'm sure she doesn't oh, want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, Lee, Tony, do, you not like, do you not like Tony because of his accent? He's got an accent, right? Yeah, he's, he's like uh, Central American or somewhere, isn't he? Is that where he's from? He's I from think he's from York. Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> he's from no, New York. No, I just... Uh, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I just, he just, yeah. He's just... Uh, he's just sort of annoying. That's all, really. He's just annoying <laughs> me. He sort of won't... He won't pick a side. He won't... Um, he won't sort of jump in there and really make a bold stance. He's sort of just... He's a bit of a weasel, I think. So, you know... Um, <laughs> Okay, so you don't you know, really like I, Tony, and you think Denise has got a good chance to go far and maybe. I win think she's game. got. Okay. Yeah, I think she's got. A, I think she's got a strong point. I think a lot of the other girls, Michelle, and uh, and Kim and Sophie, is that right? I think Sophie. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a sort of ganging up on those girls to to try to eliminate them, and I think Denise could be behind a lot of it as well. You know, okay. I think she sees those those girls as threats. So uh, that's that's where I'm. That's what I'm feeling right now. Okay. Um, Tass, do you either have an MVP of this episode or at the same time, like someone you think maybe gets voted out, sent to uh, Edge of Extinction next week? MVP, easily Sarah, because she's always got something in her mouth. And she does a real good <laughs> Razor Ramon impression. She either has a piece of a blade of grass or a piece of straw. Uh, and she would she's great on Survivor. She'd be great in the Survivor series like Razor Ramon was. <laughs> <laughs> She'd take on a HBK in a ladder match, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and who do you think um, could be on the chopping block? Any guess? The chopper, huh? Yeah. I think, uh, to guess. Yeah, it's it's got to be somebody from the group of uh, lions. It can't it can't be. Oh. Can't be Nikki. Um. So who who are the hyenas left? Nikki and Michelle, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 That's who we're being told, at least, are the yeah. hyenas from know. Tony. <laughs> I don't know. It's got. It's going to be a pretty even vote, I imagine. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a a, a big time majority vote like this week was. It's got to be a, a close vote. Yeah, somebody's got to turn on somebody next week. Yeah, I sort of agree with that. Maybe that's just me hoping. What JD you got an MVP of this episode, and who you think goes home next week? Uh, I'm giving the MVP to Tony actually. Oh, Why? Uh, this this episode, we really sort of got to see the psychology of Survivor. We're day twenty three day 22 23 whatever it is paranoia is at its peak i mean adam was convinced that florida lee was an idol uh um, michelle is convinced that uh that the fortune cookies are telling her to buy this very overpriced (laughs) 50 50 idol um you know sarah did something actually nice but everybody is like well she's obviously playing the game <laughs> you know and it's basically chaos but tony through all of it and this is the first time i've seen this is the voice of reason he talks sense into nick right after the tribal council where yeah. he got blindsided he talks to sarah and says hey you might have made a mistake and he's very calm and cool about it and then right at the the height of the chaos at tribal council he's talking sense to Adam, he's just saying, "Look, this is the way the, the game works, man. Like, we're, you want us to say it out loud? We have to go up there. We have to go and write it <laughs> that down." Was funny. Yeah. It was a great moment. I loved it, uh, and it just goes to show the psychology of Tony himself. Because when things are quiet, he goes crazy, right? Like he yep. is—he just mm-hmm. goes nuts. He builds rickety ladders and he hides under bushes and digs holes that he can hide in. But when things are nuts, he is 
very, very calm. So he thrives in this chaos. So I'm giving MVP of the episode to Tony. Let me let me jump in there because you saying all that, laying that all out for Tony made me think of something off of what Tass was saying with this whole thing that Tony keeps saying this, the lions and the hyenas. He keeps saying it. It feels mm-hmm. like every episode it gets mentioned. Is Tony setting up here to be the lone lion and actually go with the hyenas? Hmm. Like, Ooh, like Scar he keeps saying, and the Lion King. <laughs> right. He keeps saying this lion alliance and the obviously the shields and the big players. And that makes sense because he's one of them and you want to sort of hide with them and be with them. But you got to wonder maybe like, is he thinking I'll be the last lion? We'll get rid of the lions and I'll just team. I will team up at some point here in the immediate future. Maybe with the hyenas, if they get the right, if they have enough numbers, I maybe it's possible. It's something he would do for sure. I mean, if it seems like Sarah is near the bottom, and then we've got Nick and Michelle still there, I mean, he's tight with Sarah. We know that from previous seasons, and they're both cops. I mean, I could easily. This is a very, very good point. If he can bring along Jeremy or yeah, or yeah, or Tyson. I mean, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's an it's an interesting strategy for sure. Um, Trey, do you have an MVP of this episode? I got a couple of MVPs. The MVP of this podcast episode is the Ravensburger one thousand piece <laughs> jigsaw puzzle, <laughs> the finest puzzle in the land. Good luck getting your hands on one. Uh, the MVP of the Survivor episode, though, for me was Adam, a, an iconic moment trying to dismantle Jeff Prost's podium. <laughs> To play an idol that wasn't an idol. It just makes you think, what is the dumbest thing you could convince yourself of (laughs) when you're out there on an island with people that you know but are not your closest friends, so you're kind of left to your own thoughts for a long, long time? There was an early season where uh, a bunch of uh, castaways were convinced that a guy had beef jerky in his bag. Yeah. A guy got voted out for having mystery beef jerky. Like you could just throw in a pack of Slim Jims in your bag before you traveled the Survivor. And if you can convince yourself that somebody has beef jerky or that a piece of wood is an immunity idol, you could probably convince yourself of a lot of weird things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm giving, uh, although I do love the uh, Ravensburger puzzle, I'm giving MVP of this episode to you, Trey Kirby. You, you dropped those <laughs> lyrics to the song. You're fired up. We were disagreeing on many things. I thought you brought it in this episode, so you're my MVP. And uh, I actually got to, I have to agree with you too, Adam. Adam was, like, he's been maybe the best character of the season so far. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just so damn good. Whether you liked him or you hated him, you had an opinion about him, and that's always what you want in Survivor characters. So he was... He was unbelievable in this one, and I loved how they produced it or edited it, like him right at the beginning of the episode, that idea, like that flashback even, where he saw the fleur-de-lis <laughs> in one of the idols that he's already seen, and he's like, well, there's one on the podium. I loved it. It all paid off at the end. You were like, oh my god, is this guy brilliant? Is there one there? No, there isn't. Probes probably, <laughs> Probes probably deserves a little co-MVP for playing yeah. that up, too, because he was amazing. Um, and JD, do you have a feeling on who goes home next week? Let's get that out there. Well, I got Nick. Just it's. Uh, I think we're still in float mode for the majority of them, and he. They obviously split the vote between uh, Adam. They and I think it was planned to give him a couple of votes in case Adam had a an yeah. idol or, you know, if the Fleur de Lis thing worked or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think Nick is definitely still on the bottom, but who knows? Yeah, I wonder. You just did Michelle maybe tell everybody? Because um, Adam confided to her right about his idea that that podium right. could be uh, an idol. Hmm. Wonder if Michelle tell, told everybody like, "Hey, he thinks there might be an idol there. Maybe there is. Should we um, consider throwing some votes, some other, some yeah. on some other people, just in case? Maybe, maybe That's not." A good point. It's possible. Yeah, who knows? Um, and Trey, who do you think 
goes home next week. Yeah, I'm I'm on Nick as well, but it's Nick with a question mark. Are we going to keep playing the Lions eat the hyenas or is somebody going to finally pull the flip move? Right. I hope it's a flip, but uh, I've been wrong every single time so far, so I'm readjusting <laughs> my expectations and just assuming it's going to be Nick. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe just another simple one. We will see. Get your questions in for next week's No Buffs episode. Email us, nodunksattheathletic.com. Make sure you throw Survivor in the subject. Uh, this was a lot of fun, guys. That was a really fun episode to break down. Friday's podcast, tomorrow's podcast. We're doing a little Check the Polls, NBA Awards edition, um, using that format, the Check the Polls format, as a jumping off point for handing out some NBA hardware for the season that we've had, and it's probably done at least the regular season. So we'll award MVP, Rookie, Defense Player of the Year, Coach, Most Improved, Six Man. The polls are up still on our Twitter account, at No Dunks Inc. You can go and have your say, get your votes in, and we will address those again on Friday, tomorrow's podcast. Should be a lot of fun. Till next time. The tribe has spoken. Mm-hmm.